know there is so much power inside of you, you have the power to make an impact on the planet and the people around you just by believing in yourself. You get to decide how today, this year, this life is going to go. Are you feeding your old bad habits or are you feeding your power? What's up, big dreamers? Your lady vitamin Katie is here and you are listening to my Feed Your Power podcast. I am a vegan registered dietitian and fitness instructor and my mission is to empower you to feel confident and excited about your health and your life. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you for pressing play and let's begin. Hello, everybody. We have a wonderfully grounding, nourishing conversation for you today. I cannot wait to introduce to you Ashlyn. Ashlyn is a national board certified health and wellness coach and has a Bachelor of Science in Integrative Healthcare. She specializes in guiding women to find peace with their relationship with food, body, skin, and life as a whole. Ashlyn works with her clients to address the deeper roots of why we feel out of balance in our physical and mental health through healing the nervous system and doing the inner work. Yes, this is what I'm all about. (laughs) I know today we're going to help people, anybody out there who feels guilty when they eat something guilty, if they're feeling low energy, if they really just want to be able to go out to eat and have fun and be free, right, in their bodies and around food. So how are you? I'm excited to hear your story. Would you mind? Oh, I'm so that? Of course. Thank you so much for having me here today, Katie. Um, I'm so grateful to have connected with you and it's so exciting to be here. Um, So my story, I got into all of this holistic health, alternative medicine, plant-based eating, plant-based nutrition through my own journey, like all of us, most of us have my own struggles with my physical health and my mental health and my emotional health. So as a child, I struggled with a lot of digestive issues from infancy all growing up, I had a lot of gut health issues and knowing what I know now about the gut brain access, it all makes sense. But that ended up turning into a lot of mental health struggles as I continued to grow up. And so the gut health issues, the mental health struggles, I struggled with a lot of anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. um, you know, really intense mental health issues. And I went to the traditional therapy route and antidepressants and same for the gut health issues. I went to a lot of conventional doctors and all of these things. Frustrating. Exactly. So frustrating. Lots of lots of um, endless rabbit holes without true answers and true healing. And it wasn't until I was a little bit older and able to do a little bit more research on my own as far as reading books and deep diving on the internet and watching documentaries that I was opened to the whole world of holistic healing and nutrition and food as medicine and deep inner work and how all of that was really the root of what I was experiencing. So I was able to heal my gut issues through changing my diet and my lifestyle, as well as my mental health situation and mental health state. Um, And I also, at some point along that journey, struggled with an eating disorder. So all of those things were kind of a part of my journey. And I was able to heal and repair all of those situations through nutrition, through changing my lifestyle, my mindset, my emotions, healing my nervous system. 
And I am so passionate about all of this because it helped me and I really am enjoying helping others as well. So that's what I work with my one-on-one coaching clients with right now. And I'm loving it so, so much. Yes, you are absolutely glowing. I love all of the content (laughs) that you share. It really helps me. And so many people I'm sure can relate to this. Well, actually... I mean, yeah, people can relate to this idea of what the heck is wrong with me, the doctor just prescribing Mm -hmm. a pill and then being like, this isn't really helping. What's the deal Mm -hmm. with this? Right. So looking back, though, you said you changed your diet a lot. How cool that we can take charge of our health and really do our own research and see what can work with our bodies to reverse rather than just mask these symptoms. Mm -hmm. What was your diet like before and how did it change? Yeah, that's a great question. So growing up, I ate what I would consider the standard American diet. Um, My family didn't eat a ton of fast food. We definitely ate fast food maybe once or twice a week, but lots of processed foods, foods with high fructose corn syrup. We didn't eat organic. Like what? What was the the favorite food growing up? (laughs) Mm, That's a good question. I I know people can relate. People, you know... (laughs) We grew up eating pizza and chicken fingers and like us American kids (laughs) growing up, like we were all kind of out here just fighting for Mm -hmm. our lives with these terrible (laughs) foods. What were some of your favorites? Do you remember? Oh, yes. I was a really picky eater. So I ate lots of bland foods like mac and cheese and sandwiches with like marshmallow puff and like I don't oh yeah remember, Nutella and marshmallow. why was that a normal thing why was don't know butter, like having a yes, marshmallow yes. fluff and butter <laughs> in white bread was a casual healthy lunch <laughs> what the heck I don't know absurdity and then followed we by a fruit roll-up yeah roll up yeah with just like red color number 40 and all these things Mm -hmm. that have been proven to cause add and depression and exactly issues (laughs) oh my goodness and then we wonder why our stomach hurts and why we have anxiety and yeah that is so interesting exactly and then I go to the doctor and they say you need to eat a low FODMAP diet. And I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's like eliminating all the foods that are high in fiber. And so it just made it way, way worse. And then along with that prescribed a round of antibiotics and it was a disaster. Yeah, that's going to help. Let's just totally destroy all of her healthy micro gut biome so that no, no, no. no. Okay. Mm -mm. I'm glad that we can laugh about this now, but I'm sure that that was actually a really, really tough time for you. And I have a similar story you know going through my own journey it's not exactly along the lines of um overcoming eating unhealthily necessarily but I definitely had this phase of and I'd love to hear more about your situation this phase Mm -hmm. of getting excited about eating healthily and just a kid from the 90s being that was very much wrapped up in eating less and being skinnier Mm, just getting excited about health it seemed like oh to be healthy, I need to eat as little as possible and work out as much as possible. That's going to be the pathway to make me the healthiest version of myself. And was that necessarily the case? I wish that um, there were more people like us sharing a message of allowing yourself to actually eat enough and actually rest Mm -hmm. and (laughs) having that be part of your health as well. So would you mind touching on that a bit? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, eating enough is something that I talk about so much on my social media because especially when we get into plant-based nutrition and whole foods eating in general, these foods are what our bodies are designed to thrive on, these whole natural living foods. But at the same time, they are often lower in energy, lower in calories, which is a great thing because it helps us to more easily maintain a healthy weight. But at the same time, if we're coming from a very high processed diet, or like you said, diet messaging that tells us to eat less, if we try to eat less while we're also eating a very healthy whole foods diet, that is a recipe for under eating, for hormonal disaster, for energy disaster. And people often say things like, I try to eat healthy, but I just feel so tired, or I feel like I'm craving food all the time, or I just can't get my mind off of processed food. And that's a huge sign that they're under eating. Because when we are eating enough, we actually need a large amount of glucose to fuel our brains and to shut off our hunger drive for us to feel actually satiated after a meal. So if we're eating enough, especially whole food carbohydrates, that massively changes our relationship with food and how much energy we have and our hormones. So and yeah, it's a huge misconception. Well. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, you were like, oh, I feel so good. Got a solid eight hours <laughs> of sleep. This is a rare occurrence for a lot of people these days, being able to actually sleep mm-hmm. throughout the night. And if you want your body yeah. to be not totally like bing, bing, bing with all these stressful thoughts all night long, eating enough is mm-hmm. going to be very helpful. Yeah, exactly. There's a yes. lot of benefit to actually fueling your body with what it needs and getting, yeah, mm-hmm. getting enough food. Um, yeah. And- transitioning into that space though it's um it can be really really scary you know Mm -hmm. I uh, I have my own tips I have around people feeling guilty feeling but I'd love to hear if you want to share a little bit about your journey and what you went through with this maybe if you can take yourself back and notice how that felt and how you were able to because obviously you've come very far with it now but it's not like we ever make it to the top of the mountain and we can say, oh, we're done. Um, and just like your post today, I'm done taking care of my menstrual cycle. It's regular forever, actually. No, sometimes I have a stressful week or two and yeah, my period is off. Um, I get it early, yeah. I get it later, or it's lighter, or it's a different color. <laughs> These are mm-hmm. all <laughs> signs of uh, hormonal shifts and things going on. So, oh, yeah. I'm curious yeah. what's your journey through like really improving your relationship with your body and with food if you remember yeah. the advice that you mm-hmm. yeah this is something that I am like massively obsessed with right now and passionate about and just going down all these rabbit holes with because I through healing my own journey and how I help a lot of my clients I have understood that the nervous system is really the root cause of disordered eating and a lot of addictions or unhealthy coping mechanisms that we fall into, whether it's with food or smoking or drinking or scrolling or shopping, whatever your thing is, it really points back to the nervous system. So in the in the conversation of eating enough food, or if we come from a pattern of under eating or restricting our food, oftentimes we're doing that not because we're trying to self-sabotage or because we hate ourselves so much. It's really because our nervous system is so brilliantly designed to protect us and keep us safe. Mm -hmm. And those behaviors are actually helping us feel safe. So overeating, for example, if you're coming home from a long day of work and you're feeling this massive tension in your body and stress and 
you just feel kind of ungrounded, of course, eating a large amount of food is going to take all of your attention and focus it on your stomach. So you can't feel that sensation in your nervous system. Same thing with under eating. Under eating actually releases dopamine and different chemicals in our brain that can make it addicting. So that's another way that we are actually addicted to something to distract us from the sensations that we're feeling in our nervous system. So along my own journey, a lot of the deeper healing work that I had to do was healing my nervous system and learning the tools to actually regulate my emotions and allow emotions to be in my body without distracting. So that way I didn't need under eating, overeating, skin picking, any of these unhealthy behaviors that I had attached for self-soothing. I didn't need them anymore because my nervous system was actually in a healthy place. Mm, can we all just take a deep breath in? <laughs> oh, regulate that nervous system. Mm-hmm. I feel like my nervous system is regulated just hearing about this. <laughs> Thank you for educating about that. It's so true. Yeah. When it comes yeah. to mm, I'm 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 a dietitian, okay? So I help a lot of mm-hmm. patients, whether it be cancer, autoimmune conditions, and I also do have my own private clients. I'm a food freedom and body image coach as well. However, it's amazing. It's amazing how people understand really when they're hungry, when they're full, what foods are healthier, what foods are not. Uh, to mm-hmm. your point, the nervous system regulation—that's uh, definitely more of what I coach about than broccoli is healthy, right? <laughs> exactly. It's yes. really, really, really important and interesting. And I love how you pointed out other things besides over and under eating. It's yeah, skin picking, um, scrolling. There's. Mm-hmm. whether it be alcohol there can be a lot of mm-hmm. or vaping um a lot mm-hmm. of behaviors that can mask this and i'm sure that this is bringing a lot and this is actually helping me reflect as well mm-hmm. when it comes to us not being willing to feel would you mm-hmm. mind would you be willing to share different um practices that you personally have for this to regulate yeah. your system yeah, of course, 100%, because this is like the the core of what will really open things up for people to not have to rely on those behaviors to soothe. So the first place that I start all of my clients with and what really helped me as well is learning how to find safety within our bodies, because we can't expect ourselves to hold any sort of emotion or feel our feelings like people say. We can't do that if our body feels unsafe and we feel dysregulated already. So it sounds kind of like simple and like, oh, I don't even want to do that. That's not going to work. Like we just want to like go into the trauma and do all that right now. But actually creating safety in your body is the first step and the most important step. So my favorite way to do that for me is to focus on my sit bones and really bring all of my attention to the exact point where my sit bones are meeting the chair. And when we do that, we can really just drop our energy down into our pelvis and it feels really grounding. And also there's this like deeper feeling of like surrender. Like I'm giving my energy to this chair. I don't have to hold up my body right now. The chair is going to support me. And even just doing that really helps soothe the nervous system and bring us into a place of safety and a place of regulation. Mm -hmm. And then from that place, we can open up, we can open our hearts, we can open our body to allow whatever emotion or sensation, or I like to call it charge, whatever charge is 
going on in our lives. We can really be willing to sit with that for a minute and feel that sensation in our body if we first create this space of safety within us. So that's the oversimplified version. Obviously, when I'm working working this through with clients, this is like ongoing things that we are working on. But wow. in the moment, if you're like struggling with, say you get home from work and you have this urge to overeat, it's like, can I create this safety in my body? Can I stand in the kitchen with the refrigerator door open and feel my feet on the ground and just focus all of my attention on the soles of my feet? And then just ask myself, what am I feeling right now? Where am I feeling it in my body? Can I describe it as if I was explaining it to a kid who didn't know anything about emotions. Like I feel this buzzing sensation in my chest. It's red. It's moving up and down really fast. It's a high pitched sound, like whatever you can do to describe it really simply. That kind of takes us out of the actual emotion and allows us to observe it from the outside. So we can just learn to let it be there in our body without actually taking action, whether it's overeating or any sort of addiction like that. Maybe it's like, and even it can look like healthy things, right? Maybe yeah. it, um, going for a run or, right? There there can be a lot yes. of things that you may think, oh, they're doing so good. They're so eating so well mm-hmm. and they do all their things, but mm-hmm. who knows what's really going on behind the actions. Oh, exactly. Refreshing speaking yeah. with you. That's what, that's what my whole mission is about, is helping people mm-hmm. take actions from a place of this groundedness like they are willing to feel mm-hmm. and they are they are able to be aware of why they're making the action steps that they're making it, instead of it being yeah. this yeah maybe it's really reactive wow that's so yeah. lovely and something that i want to add around this is um that was first of all thank you so much for sharing that that's mm-hmm. a beautiful really easy quick like Everybody can do that. Everybody really can take a moment and it could probably take like 30 seconds to a minute to actually notice. Mm -hmm. And if anybody Mm -hmm. out there is saying, oh, I can't do that. um, I don't feel it. it, it, Sometimes emotions can feel really, really intense. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to a workshop and it was asked what really, really needs to change before you can feel safe right now. Like, what do you need Mm -hmm. to feel safe? Mm -hmm. And we came to the conclusion that what I need to feel safe is my, my decision to feel safe within myself. (laughs) Like even if the outside circumstances are mm, a little bit edgy or unsafe Mm -hmm. for me to feel safe, it starts with me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And in the context of food, sometimes it can be helpful to practice this when we're not actually in that Mm -hmm. moment, because I hear this all the time and I experience this myself. It's like you're in the moment of making a food decision. Maybe it's you're feeling the urge to binge or restrict your food or eat something that you know is not going to make you feel the best. And in that moment, it can feel impossible to like do these sorts of exercises. People are like, go for a walk, call a friend. Like, no, though, like you're not even in that mindset. Like you don't want to do that. It's like your mind is just, it's like you're being pulled almost to do that behavior. So I think it's, more important to start practicing this in other instances of your life and to get really good at regulating your nervous system and feeling emotions in your body in all the other areas of your life that don't have to do with food. Like when you're driving in traffic and you feel a lot of stress or you're having a conversation with someone and you feel this like tension between each other, like any sort of situation that's maybe a little bit 
easier than the actual food thing. And if you get really good at it, then you'll get to a point where you'll be in that heated moment making a food decision and you'll be able to use that tool that you've been practicing. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so beautiful. What a beautiful invitation to get to know ourselves a little bit better. Taking mm-hmm. a look at these action steps that we're doing and thinking, oh my gosh, okay, what am I actually feeling right now? What am I actually escaping from? Because I'm sure everybody has that thing they they feel like is a vice or that they're kind of guilty around. <laughs> Maybe it's video games. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. things that they use to escape and mm-hmm. how it's kind of jarring, right? Oh my gosh, what what would I be? Who What would I be feeling? What, would, what intensity would come up if mm-hmm. I really just sat with it? And trusting that actually we are capable of holding that space. It's not going to hurt Mm -hmm. us. It's not going to. Now, I like that you were, that you mentioned, okay, let's practice this before we're totally stressed in front of the refrigerator. Cause sometimes that's just like so hardwired to use that as a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anything, any feelings? And I, I definitely have my my days right mm-hmm. I'm not at the top of the mountain 100% <laughs> of the time um and I invite people listening to ask themselves this what feelings am I really unwilling to feel mm-hmm. personally in the dating world feeling rejection is probably one of the mm-hmm. number one <laughs> feelings that I'm just like no 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 you know <laughs> and um and mm-hmm. that can lead me to wanna whether it be like scroll or yeah I definitely um, I want to practice m- making a list of what feelings, like whether it be boredom, loneliness, um, yeah, anxiety, just getting really, really clear mm-hmm. on putting a name to these things. And now that I have this mm-hmm. awareness, okay, it really doesn't feel good to be feeling rejected. I also, I I like to work with my clients around perspective shifts and beliefs and, Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of like inner child work and even future visualizing. So yeah, it really comes from this place of me feeling like rejection is um, like teasing this apart, going to a past version of myself. That basically means not good enough. That means a failure. That means you're mm-hmm. inadequate, right? Like what is, what is this mm-hmm. feeling really stemming from? Like what beliefs is this stemming from? And then when I, actually sit with that feeling of rejection and I actually look at it after sitting with it I'm able to see like wait actually (laughs) whoever (laughs) this is rejecting me like do do I actually want them like am I actually not Mm -hmm. good enough here am I actually like the beliefs that I have Mm -hmm. around all of this um am I actually rejected are they just busy did their phone die Mm -hmm. like are they like Mm -hmm. there's so many um feelings that come up for us that are not necessarily the truth, like the beliefs of what's causing them aren't necessarily the truth. So gosh, yeah, that's the number one step to even getting there is of course, getting aware of these feelings, getting aware rather than numbing ourselves. Um, Exactly. This can be tough to do. It's like a -a whack-a-mole. It's not like um, you can just check off the, okay, I had my breakfast. Like, okay, I drank my water. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I dealt with my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) it's not like there's gonna come Mm -hmm. up um Mm -hmm. but I'm sure it's gotten easier for you as time goes on as you've been practicing this would you mind sharing I feel a little I'm vulnerable I feel a little exposed (laughs) during my unwillingness to feel rejected is there anything that um you're working with or that you feel like is common for your clients to struggle with the most yeah that's a really good question and thank you for sharing all of that 
I, cause that's <laughs> a beautiful example of a real time, you know, a real time thing that you're working through in your nervous system. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of my clients, a big one that I notice is this numbness that kind of comes up, which is like unwilling to feel anything almost like, mm, like nothing even. Yeah. Disassociating where you just feel so disconnected from your body. A lot of my clients say I haven't cried in years or I'm not an angry person. I don't have anything to be angry about. Just kind of this overall feeling of not really being in tune with our emotions at all. So that is one common pattern that I see. I also see a lot of control and perfectionism tendencies of being afraid of things being out of control or losing perfectionistic tendencies, like all of those patterns that kind of weave into food and body and self-image. So those are the big ones that I see. And in my personal life right now, I'm really working on expanding my capacity to hold stress because I feel like my life has kind of has all these different moving parts in it. And and lately I felt myself understanding that I'm feeling stressed, but at the same time, I know that life is always going to feel full and there's always going to be a lot going on and it might even increase more than it is right now. And I really want to be able to hold that energy of the chaos of the stress without it really sending me into dysregulation. So it's getting better every day and I'm working through it, but I wouldn't have been able to do this without the tools that I have for my nervous system and emotional regulation. Mm. I, as I said before, just hearing you speak, you are such a living example of what you teach. I feel, I feel your groundedness. I feel as you're speaking, you definitely come from a place of a calm nervous system and Mm. I can relate more. It just feels like relief hearing that, oh my gosh, instead of being stressed, we can have stress and be more at peace and hold it. Like almost like I'm envisioning I'm envisioning like a ball of like kind of pink light just being hugged. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just <laughs> we can kind of mentally cuddle yeah. this stress, which yes. makes it crazy, but that's what's coming up for me. It feels really, really, really good. Yeah. And it's interesting in that even the way you explain it, because it's it changes the experience of the stress. Like the stress is still there and that emotion is still there, but it's almost like we stop resisting it and we just let it be in our body and it just like washes through us. And that like dropping the resistance, dropping the struggle in relation to the emotion is where we find that relief. It's like, we don't need to get rid of the emotion. We don't need to like cry and move on. We need to just feel the emotion in our body. And even just doing that, drops the resistance and it drops the struggle and it just feels so much easier and your confidence grows because you realize I could go through anything in my life like extreme intense emotions extreme happy emotions because happiness and elation and joy can also be just as hard to hold in our body sometimes so when you have this regulated state it's like life opens up again and you realize that you can move through anything that comes your way because you know how to have it in your body without needing to go for a walk or call a friend or even do breath work. You just know how to hold it in your nervous system. And I think that's like the biggest gift that I want for all the people listening and for all my clients and everyone. (laughs) Wow. Well, you definitely provided that gift to me today. I (laughs) I really appreciate it. Yeah, that was beautiful. I had so eloquently put Yeah, what I teach is feeding your soul with primary food. I really teach that it's so important to 
do something that feels revitalizing, relaxing, um, besides eat, like really letting yourself Mm -hmm. do something fun, do something. And this is an action step that, um, just because it seems to me like most people, they really know why they got a cancer diagnosis. They say, oh, I've been working 60 hour work weeks and I have this commitment, commitment, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, before you even, let's make sure that you're spending at least an hour taking the time for yourself, like really just practicing Mm -hmm. self-care, let alone Mm -hmm. being willing to feel your feelings. (laughs) (laughs) feelings. Like, are you doing anything? So Mm -hmm. yeah, take huge takeaways from this conversation is number one, knowing that it is safe to hold space for these feelings mm-hmm. rather than escaping through whatever it might be, video games, binge mm-hmm. eating, under eating. Yeah. Escapism with exercising. Um, yeah. Number two, noticing that these, uh, these action steps that look like that could look like self-care, like um, going for a walk or I don't know, yeah taking a bath (laughs) taking a bath eating a salad yeah uh, making a smoothie I don't know Mm -hmm. um making sure that you're really it's it's you're nourishing like it's nurturing to you it's it's a place of self-care and compassion Mm -hmm. rather than this feeling of like uh I gotta you know I'm freaking out over here yeah (laughs) that was not very eloquently put as you were but (laughs) I hope that makes sense. It makes total sense. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess when it comes to things that I like to teach around this, um, the inner child's work and mm-hmm. um, overcoming beliefs that we have about ourselves in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for me personally, and just in the work that I've done with my clients, noticing what we have built up as far as our beliefs and what feelings are unsafe or what feelings are bad and what feelings are wrong. Um, I think Mm -hmm. this is something that's really, really beautiful to look at as well, being able to hold space for these things and think, okay, yeah, what, like what version of me created that, uh, this wasn't okay. Whether Mm -hmm. it be like, it wasn't okay to, step on the scale and be a certain weight or Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different things but Mm -hmm. yeah what's coming up for you I keep ranting here no I love it yeah I completely agree with you and that's almost like the deeper roots like those subconscious roots and subconscious patternings and programmings that we have around life around body around our food a lot of them are inherited from our parents and especially as women, our mothers and what we witnessed them, how they were in relation to their bodies and to food. And we take those on for ourselves and we don't even realize that it's not our actual deeply held beliefs. Like I remember looking at myself in the mirror. My mom tells this story to me all the time. I was in kindergarten and I was standing in front of the mirror, putting on my uniform for school, talking about how fat I looked. And I think about that now and I'm like, I had no concept of what fat even was as a kindergartner. Like that was me repeating what my mom was saying to herself. I was just mirroring her behavior with her body and her relationship with food. Cause I didn't know, you know, as kids, we don't have an understanding of that. And of course that grew into my relationship with food and my relationship with my body until I realized that those were programs. Those were deep beliefs that I didn't have to, 
continue on. Like I could end this generational pattern of women in my family disliking their bodies and having a messy relationship with food. Like I could be the one to heal that and stop that, to teach that to my future children. And yeah, so that's where I, where my mind went when you were talking about beliefs and child work. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. That couldn't bring me more joy. That is exactly what we're here for. That's what we're here to do. What's really stopping us from feeling the liberation and confidence and empowerment that we want to feel you know yeah like oh I would go to the beach but I don't like my arms or whatever yeah oh I would go to the beach but I have brown hair it's like what do you mean why is this an issue issue? so uh, gosh thank you for sharing that um Mm -hmm. I kind of I, I know we only have like five minutes left but any mm-hmm. opportunity I have to talk about the menstrual cycle, I really try to take it. <laughs> me <laughs> Could too. you tell me about your period journey and yeah. balancing your hormones? Yes. Oh boy. It's been such a journey. Um, I'll try to keep it brief. I because I struggled with food and my body growing up, my menstrual cycle was also very irregular. And I was also a dancer growing up. So I was placing a lot of demand on my body physically and as well as mental and emotional stress and under eating as well. So because of that, my period had disappeared a few times in high school and then I would kind of get it back. And I was kind of living in this, what I call like quasi recovery state where you're just not fully recovered. You're kind of like going back and forth. Yeah. (laughs) And It wasn't until I got a bit older and actually decided to do the real deep healing work that I committed to trying to get my period back for real because it had disappeared for like almost a year at one point. So HA, hypothalamic amenorrhea, is something that's really common amongst women, especially who are under eating and over exercising and highly stressed, perfectionistic, controlling, dysregulated nervous system (laughs) type women. God bless them. (laughs) god bless us so yes i ended up getting my period back through uh, the opposite of all those things through nourishing more resting more being more gentle with myself healing my nervous system playing more enjoying life more going outside more allowing people to help me receiving help community all of those things was what really helped heal me and like you mentioned my post today i posted on my instagram about HA recovery, there's also this myth that it's like you go through this HA recovery journey and you get to the other side and everything is perfect. And like you mentioned, that's just not reality. Like women's hormones are extremely sensitive to what we're going through each month, three months before, what's going on in the world. All of it really impacts us. So I would say I'm on this hormone journey right now and I'm still working on balancing my hormones and, you know, helping my body feel safe, but we're in a better place than we were before. (laughs) Definitely. Wow. Congratulations. It is like, I just, it's so lovely to get to connect with you. And um, yeah, I also, I didn't get my period for like eight years. You know, I was wow. on and off trying to maybe get my period back. And I was like, no, I like being yeah. really skinny and over-exercising <laughs> and freaking out. So yeah. um, I just, I really, really, really want to acknowledge every woman out there, every vulva owner out there who does take on taking charge of their hormones mm-hmm. and their fertility and witnessing mm-hmm. that this really 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 is a vital sign of health and when we're not yeah. getting our cycle 
we're definitely increasing our risk of osteoporosis and messing mm-hmm. with our bone mineral density, among a mm-hmm. lot of other things. When our hormones are off, obviously, we're not going to be in the most vital shape that we could be in. I bet we're going to be yeah. really fatigued. It's just, there's so much that I could say. Um, mm-hmm. with our hair loss, hair growth, like there's, yeah. Yeah. Even but, in the um, heart, your heart health too. Yeah. Your heart yeah. health. Oh my goodness. So, oh, we're both mm-hmm. here for you. We're both here for everybody <laughs> out there to, to support. Um, where can people find you? Yeah. Oh, thank you, Katie, for this conversation. I feel so filled up and full of love just talking to like-minded people. Um, so I have my Instagram is at heart.led.wellness. And I share lots of things on there and my food and dancing videos and all the things but my my website is just heartledwellness.com and that's where people can find a link to sign up for one-on-one coaching and more information about that and then I also have a podcast which is also just heartled wellness pretty simple (laughs) beautiful 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 wow well we're both uh, yeah I just know that we're both very aligned in how we want to help the world Mm -hmm. and but definitely feels good for me to get to connect with you um any okay I guess one final question what do you because mm, <laughs> my <laughs> podcast is called feed your power my program is called feed mm. your power I'm curious how you feed your power mm, I love that question I would say two things the first thing is super practical and that is Japanese sweet potatoes <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm obsessed with Japanese sweet potatoes like next level I eat them every single day so that is like one of my favorite ways to fuel my body but then from a more emotional nervous system mental state I would say just being outside I know that's so simple but truly on the days that I don't get outside I feel like a completely different person so just being outside for a few minutes feeling the sun on my face walking breathing in the fresh air that really just keeps me going and keeps me grounded and in my body Yes. Do not underestimate the power of nature. Thank you so much. Everybody go check her out and I hope to be in Mm. touch with you soon. Thank you so much, Katie. You're the best. Thank you for dedicating time to improve your health and your life by listening to this podcast. If you are interested in holistic health and nutritional counseling or in my vegan fitness program, click the link in my bio to apply. Don't forget to screenshot this and tag me at vitamin.katie on your Instagram story, subscribe to this podcast, and leave a review to get this message out there to help more people. Thanks again so much for listening and have a beautiful, wonderful, incredible life. Much love to you. Bye.